Hello, my lovely friend. Welcome to the podcast. So glad that you are here. In today's episode, we are going to be talking all about what to do if you find yourself in one of two places. Either you are really caught up in this analysis paralysis place where you feel like you have all of these amazing big dreams and then you don't know where to start, right? We're just stuck there. Or if you find yourself trying to do too much, you're trying to do all of the things all the time and you are overwhelmed. Sarah is going to share so much wisdom with you about how to purposefully plan where you are spending your time and your energy to really be able to pursue the things that feel really important to you. Um, And she's going to give plenty of like practical nuggets and tools for you to walk away with. And I know that you're going to absolutely love this episode. And before we dig in, I wanted to remind you that the week of November 7th, I'm hosting a live journaling challenge and masterclass all around really helping you set healthy boundaries and protect yourself from people pleasing throughout this holiday season. So if you are in a place where you want to create your people pleasing protection plan is what I'm calling it and really want to spend some time journaling on that and learning some amazing tools, head down. A link is below to sign up for that. That is the week of November 7th. All right, my friend, I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, sweet friend, welcome to the free and well podcast. Are you ready to start showing up authentically in your life? feeling so confident in who you are. Are you ready to stop second guessing yourself, comparing yourself and wasting your precious time procrastinating and scrolling on social media? Hey friend, I'm Devani. I'm a recovering perfectionist and people pleaser. I'm a therapist, life coach, and dog mom. And I remember being right where you are. I am on a mission to share with you powerful faith and psychology-based tools and simple steps to help you start being kinder to yourself, feeling more confident, creating consistent, positive, healthy routines, and setting healthy boundaries, i.e. not saying yes to all the things. It's time for you to break free from self-doubt and comparison. Your most authentic, confident self is waiting. Even though I'm a therapist, this show is for educational purposes only. Information from the show is not a substitute for mental health or medical treatment. It is your time, my friend. Let's dig in and take some real, authentic, perfectly imperfect action together. Let's go. All right, my gorgeous friends, I am here with Sarah and I am so excited to have her share with you today. Sarah, tell us a little bit about you. Well, hey, thanks so much for having me on. I am so excited to be here. Um, So my name is Sarah. I am a mom of one. I was about to say mom of almost seven years. My kid's just about to turn four, (laughs) but I'm a wife of almost eight years. Um, I am a mom of one to a little one who's about to turn four named Roman. I'm a multi-passionate individual. And I preface that because of all the different things that I do. Um, I work at Costco part-time. I actually work for a company called Faith to Influence part-time. I am a Zumba instructor. I'm a coach. I'm a speaker. 
And yeah, on top of being a mom and a wife and all the things like that's me, that's, that's who I am. Oh my gosh. I didn't even realize all of that. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So a couple questions so our audience can get to know you real quick. Yeah. Tell me what is your go-to coffee or tea beverage? And I will say, let's say specifically in the fall season, fall and winter seasons. Ooh, okay. I already know. <laughs> it came to me so fast. <laughs> so I do, I will say I do typically make my coffee at home. Um, I am a dark roast coffee drinker. I want my hair to stand up when I drink my coffee. I do like half and half as creamer. And I do specifically use one tablespoon of brown sugar. And then I do mm. just a little over a tablespoon of like, it's like a monk fruit um, sweetener. So it is a lower glycemic and it's just better for you in general. Cause otherwise I will load it up with two to three tablespoons of regular sugar. So <laughs> trying to scale that back a little bit in my thirties. Um, but when I am out, my favorite holiday drink is Starbucks creme brulee latte. I have to say that is by far, I wait for that every year. Um, typically I like to splurge once every other week. Usually I would say the most I'll do is once a week. Cause they're so expensive now. And I'm like, okay, I can make this at home, but yes, creme brulee lattes, um, hot, hot or iced. Oh, hot. How hot. hot. Okay, I okay. want it extra hot girl. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Breve. okay. It has to be half and half. It has to be extra hot. And I usually want the venti, which I believe is the largest one with the extra sod of espresso. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. See, I feel like I already know you so much better now, now that I yeah. know you're <laughs> I used to work at Starbucks. I have a weird obsession. I think that's probably why I asked this question to everyone. Like, I feel like it tells me so much. I love it. Oh my gosh. So good. You'll have to tell me later. (laughs) Okay. So let's, let's just dive right in. Tell me why you are so passionate about really supporting women who are multi-passionate. Tell me why this feels so important. This idea of like purposefully planning, why does this feel so important to you? Well, okay. So it's kind of funny. Multi-passionate is something that I've always heard. I've heard this phrase of people being multi-passionate and I just, I don't know. I never related it to me up until I want to say this last year. And I recognize that I'm one of those people that gets excited over everything. Literally. I'm like, I can do that but I can also do that. Oh, I can do that too. Let's do that. You know, everything is exciting for me. Everything is a challenge, no matter what it is. I'm super adaptable and everything just excites me. And so I started realizing that this wasn't something that like, not everybody's like that. Cause I have friends who are very much so like, this is their direction. This is their thing. That's their focus. And that's what they love. Right. And for me, I'm like, well, I could be a, you know, for my, for my jobs throughout history of my job career, job and careers. I mean, I was a waitress. I was a bank teller. I was, um, I've been a Costco employee for almost 12 years. Um, I did sales for a uh, was glucosamine and chondroitin supplements, um, called flexin for years or a couple of years. I mean, I've done so many different things and everything was exciting for me. It didn't matter what it was. And so for me, recognizing that about myself has helped me as a mom, especially Mm. because I didn't notice it as much before I had my son. But now since I've had my son, I have to be more intentional about the decisions that I'm making because I can say yes to everything. Absolutely everything. If somebody says, Hey, Sarah, can you come 
you know, do this for me. I'd be like, sure. I have no idea how, but I'm going to figure it out because it's exciting. And that's just how my brain works because everything is extraordinarily awesome. Like that's just the way it is. And so my passion is to really help moms find that balance in their lives because, you know, once we have children, right, we now not only worry about ourselves, we also want to be an example. We also worry about them. We worry about the household. There's different things that kind of, and, and things change too, right? So like my career with Costco changed once I had my son. Um, so there's so many different things that kind of change the dynamics once you have children. And I think it's super important if you are multi-passionate to really get super purposeful Make sure you're taking time to plan out different things throughout your day or throughout your weeks or even your months. And also being intentional. I think being intentional is very, very important, not only as a mom, but as somebody who like me is just like, everything is firing off so fast all the time. If I am not intentional and I'm not purposeful, then I will just get stuck in a loop of just being busy and doing things that don't actually benefit or have a purpose. Mm -hmm. So therefore I just feel exhausted And I feel like I just kind of get stuck there, you know, and I've been there before I've been in that hot mess mom mode. And that's always been my story. It's like, I had to overcome being a hot mess mom and just saying yes to everything and doing a whole bunch of things because I get excited about everything because I'm multi-passionate. So that's where my passion is. I think it's so important so that moms can really truly live out a balanced life um, is they have to get lasered in on that purposeful, purposeful, purposefully planning and that intentional action and really taking the steps to just being intentional about all the things that you're doing and what you're saying yes to. Yeah. I just love that so much. And I, it's interesting to think about when we are multi-passionate because I'm 1 million percent the same way. I'm like, everything feels so exciting. And I think especially when you feel like you have this vision of your life or your career, right. And you can see it, but then you have to like reel it in and be like, okay, what am I actually focusing on today? What am I actually focusing on in this season? And I think people can move in one of two directions. I've seen, I've seen these two directions play out where it's like one, which is where I went when I first started my business was I need to do everything. I need to do all of it. So I was like trying to create products. I was trying to create courses. I was trying to do coaching. I was trying to do all of it. And then I think the other direction that I've seen happen is when people have so many ideas or they have this big, beautiful vision, then they become paralyzed because it feels like too much. So it's interesting. Yes. So it's interesting just to kind of notice the two paths that people may find themselves in as they're listening, right? When we're multi-passionate or have so many exciting ideas. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a real thing. (laughs) Like you said, seeing the bigger vision of like what could be is just, and then you just want to run after it and you're like, well, oh, wait a minute. Well, what do I do now? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. So on that note, tell me, what do you think would be some of your top, like either insights that you've learned or top like practical tools for a woman who is sitting here and is like, I'm trying to do too much. I don't know if I'm doing what I should be focusing on. I'm feeling overwhelmed. What do I do? Well, I am a big advocate for journaling and I know you are too. Um, I think, and I think people overthink journaling. 
you know, my totally. journaling, yeah, they, I think it's real. Cause I did for the longest time. I was like, Oh, journaling. Ew. Like, how do I do that? Um, sometimes my journaling looks like just writing things out, literally just listing out what, what do I want to accomplish in my life? You know, mm-hmm. what are some things that I want to do? And I'm really talking like as a mom, but also outside of motherhood. So not only do I want to be an amazing wife, I want to have, you know, this awesome relationship with my family. And I want to be an incredible mom. I want to be an amazing mom, but outside of that, what has God called me to? Because I do believe that not only you know, when we have children, I think it's super important to recognize that God doesn't just say, okay, well now everything's on hold of what I've called you to do. Absolutely not. I think that that's even a bigger, you know, a bigger responsibility to say like, okay, now you need to still make sure you're being intentional about what you're focusing in on. So writing things out, journaling it out, you know, what are some of the things that you want to do in this life or you truly feel called to do? And I think having some quiet time, whether that's in the morning Um, or for me, when I had, when my son was a taught, like not even a toddler, when he was more still like an infant and going into toddler stage, I had to do quiet time in the afternoons. It didn't work for me in the mornings. Now I'm not saying that that is, or isn't everybody's story. Maybe the mornings are great for you getting up super early, but for me, it was taking that hour while he napped and sitting outside. I did some type of meditation, right? I would put soft music on in the background because otherwise my mind would race Um, I would literally, I'd put it really low in the background, put my phone on silent. So I couldn't feel it or hear it buzzing or doing anything going off. I would journal. I would pray. Usually I cry. Like I'm just a crier. It's just, it's just, I saw you posted a reel the other day and it was like, after a good cry sesh with Jesus in the morning. And I was like, yeah, yeah, girl. Oh my gosh. A Tuesdays are my praise and worship day. And no joke. It's the one day my husband works out of the house throughout the week. One of the few days and my son is in classes and Tuesday mornings are like my bust the speaker out, blast Mm. the music, get into it, praise and worship time. And like, that's when I have my Jesus cry moments. I mean, for real. And yeah, I think that it's super important to write these things down. And then also, you know, as far as goals, I think that, you know, think about the goals you had before motherhood, right? And they might be be similar and they may change. It, de- it depends. Everybody's different. But I would think about, you know, what is the bigger picture? Like, what are the things that you truly feel God's called you to do? And then kind of work it backwards and say, okay, well, what vehicle or what do I have to do to get to that place? Because it might be a process. And I do believe, like you said, seasons, you know, seasons change. I went through a long season of just rest. God called me to a season of rest. He said, stop everything you're doing and not everything, but like he made me step away from a lot of things. And I did not like that by the way, just because again, multi-passionate, I want to do all the things, everything all the time, but I had to slow down. And there was so much that I learned in that season. So I think writing things out, journaling, meditating, taking quiet time for yourself. I think those are some of the biggest important things because you need to give yourself some margin in your mind and your emotions to really recognize what you, what God's called you to and what you truly want to do. I love that so much. I think that it is so underrated and something we need to be talking about more is creating that quiet time. Because I think so many people like in the culture that we live in with phones with technology, like we, we are losing the ability to just be still and be quiet. And I remember hearing somewhere that it's like, um, 
distraction, distraction and inability to focus is like one of the greatest hindrances of like us connecting with God of us. Right. I think connecting with ourselves, it's literally our inability to do that. And so I love that you mentioned building that habit of even just a couple of minutes of some type of meditation or mindfulness that is literally going to help you rewire your brain so that you can sit and be still and right. Learn how to navigate that kind of monkey mind where it's just hopping everywhere. Yes. Right. And I, and another piece you said that I loved is giving yourself permission to like your routine, when you do it, how you do it, whatever these practices are for you, it does not have to be like a Pinterest vibe. It does not have to be in the morning. It doesn't have to look a certain way, like give yourself permission to do it in a way that's going to be effective where you can actually show up and do it. So if that's in the afternoon, right, maybe that's in the evening, whenever it is, what will be successful for you? That is perfect. And just let that be good. Let that be good. Absolutely. Just getting started and taking action is like the first thing is stop thinking about it, find a time to do it make it work and do it, whether it's morning, afternoon, evening, you know, before dinner, whatever it is, Yeah, make time to do that and take the action. I'm feeling the need just, I know we're, we're wrapping up here, but I think in this last couple moments, I would love for us to just touch on that idea of if someone is like, I know that I have so much in me and I don't know where to start. I feel paralyzed. I want to just touch on what you mentioned about really like drawing out what is that vision, right? And I love to use the term like drawing it in pencil, right? We're just drawing it in pencil. It's probably going to change and ebb and flow. But as of right now, drawing it in pencil and then working backwards, what needs to happen and allowing yourself to focus on take one small step each day. That is it. If you take one small step each day, you will eventually get there, right? But tell me, tell me your thoughts on that. If someone's feeling really overwhelmed or paralyzed, So I would say, you know, like you said, like you and I are both talking about taking action and just making that piece of your day, right. Taking five minutes a day. I think that's the perfect starting point, right. So so you can kind of decompress your mind, let out some of those emotions. If you need to, this is going to sound silly, but when I first started journaling and having meditation and quiet time, no joke. At one point I was going for walks. And, or I'm sitting on my porch and I would look up at the sky and I would cry at watching the clouds move because I was, I became so aware of how beautiful the sky was. And I became so aware of how the sunshine felt on my skin. And I became so aware of like just the colors of the grass. And like, again, maybe to somebody it's like, oh, Well, that's dramatic. Like, no, when do you notice these things? Right. So I think starting by taking that, um, that quiet space and that time to d- decompress your mind. And then I would say, you know, again, writing it out, I think writing it down somewhere to brain dump. I do this quite frequently. If I have a lot of thoughts in my mind of like, but I want to do this, but I want to do this, but I don't know how to start this, but like, okay, write down the big things that you want and categorize them. Right. So yeah. these are the things that I want to do in the next year. These are the things that I want to do in the next five years. And these are the things that I want to do throughout my life. I have, um, I call it a dream, not bucket list. I think I call it a dream. I don't remember what I call it. Desires list. I have a desires list of what I want to do before my life is over. And it started off with like just writing out all the things, everything from 
you know, jumping off a cliff, let's say, right. To, I want to write X amount of books, or I want to speak in front of this many people, whatever that looked like. Now, those are some of my bigger things, right. But I have to get it out somewhere. And then each year, I'm going to take a look at what I have going on and where I'm at, what season I'm in and evaluating from there. And kind of like what you and I had talked about um, before the show, you know, being aware of where I'm at the season that I'm in and just being okay with, all right, God, what do you have for me in this season? What am I learning right now so that I can keep stepping into what you've called me to do? Because something I'm going to learn something from this season and I'm going to be able to take that into the, it's going to prep me for the next season as well. So I do have a habit tracker. I highly recommend to get a habit tracker if you don't have one. And if you're squirrely and forget things super easily, like me, write it down. Um, Also sticky notes. I put a sticky note on my counter every single day and I write down the things that I want to do that day. Even if it's as little as vacuum, that's, I write it. See? Yeah. I, I, it's like, it's so good because then it keeps you focused. It keeps, Mm -hmm. it's, it's an accountability to yourself. And it's also a reminder because let's just be real. If you're squirrely brain, like we are, (laughs) you just need reminders. And if I put it on my phone, I'll get distracted. I have to literally tell myself, look at your list. You are only allowed to do what's on that list. Like you are not like, maybe I have a little bit of space where I'll let myself go But beyond that, I'm like, come back to the list, come back to the list. Right. Because yeah, we'll get so distracted, so distracted. So easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Tell me what would your last word of an encouragement be for these women listening who have so many beautiful passions and exciting things in their heart? What would your last word of encouragement be for them today? My last word of encouragement would be what my coffee cup said today. (laughs) So I had not literally. (laughs) not crazy. Not that kind of crazy. Um, it's not talking to you. Okay. It's not talking to me. No, it's not like the video. <laughs> um, so on one of my coffee cups that I drink out of this morning, I literally switched to this coffee cup because I was like, you know what? I need this reminder today. And on it, it said, you are enough or it says I am enough. I'm sorry. It says I am enough. I am enough just the way I am. You are enough just the way you are. And God purposely has designed you and created you with all the things that are inside you, whether that's I'm, I'm a super emotional person. And this is something a retreat over the weekend really helped me realize about myself that, you know what? I am not too emotional. I am super compassionate. I am enough and that's okay to be who I am. Now, do I constantly strive for growth and to be better and to be more compassionate, more understanding, more loving, all those things? Absolutely. So I never stop looking for growth, but I am also enough designed the way that I am. And God has a whole lot for me. And it's about being okay with, you know what, this is my story. This is who I am. And I am not for everybody. And that's okay. Amazing. Oh, so good. So good. Okay. Sarah, tell us where we can come hang out with you. Awesome. So probably the podcast, um, I will sneak leak it that I am going through a rebrand, but as of right now, and probably for at least the next month, cause I haven't picked a date yet on relaunch. Um, but the beautiful shift all spelled out. So the beautiful shift podcast, um, And then also you can find me on Instagram. I do hang out there a little bit. And of course, Facebook on Instagram, the handle is balanced life with love all spelled out. 
So balanced life with love. Um, I will send you, which I'm sure you'll include in the show notes too. I'll send you my, um, uh, Facebook name. So if you want to connect with me there, I would love to just hang out with you. I love, you know, pouring out encouragement on my Facebook. I love, my goal is to be a light in a social world that sometimes it's very negative and that's, that's my jam is, is encouraging other women and really helping just being a positive light to other people. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sarah. And yeah, all the links will be below. And even when she relaunches, um, or has a a change in her podcast name, everything will be updated below. So whenever you're listening to this episode, head down to the show notes and go connect with her there. Awesome. Uh, Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you, Devaney. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope this episode spoke to you and encouraged you. And before you go, I have an online community that is just for you. Head to freeandwellcommunity.com and be sure to enter your email so you can be the first to hear about new episodes, to get Monday morning journal prompts, and to get special gifts from me. All right, my friend, I will see you at our next coaching coffee date. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.